Good morning and welcome to the worship service on this last Sunday in Easter, the 24th of May 2020 at St. John Lutheran Church, Priestville. Mercy, grace and peace be unto you from God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us confess our sins before Almighty God. God of our salvation, gracious and merciful God, we confess that we are a broken people who put ourselves before others. Too often we have not shared bread with the hungry, given the homeless a home, clothed the naked, and worked for justice among all peoples. We cry from the depths of our sin, O Lord, even as we put our trust in your word. Heal us by your grace and take from us all that would separate us from your love. Amen. With the Lord there is mercy and full redemption. We are refreshed and renewed in the living water of Christ. Almighty God have mercy on you, forgive you all your sin, and bring you to everlasting life. Amen. lesson is from Acts 1 verses 12 to 26. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they had entered the city, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying, Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Aphius, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. All these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer, together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. In these days, Peter stood up among the believers. Together, the crowd numbered about 120 persons and said 
Friends, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit through David foretold concerning Judas, who became a guide for those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us, and was allotted his share in the ministry. Now this man acquired a field with the reward of his wickedness, and falling headlong. He burst open in the middle, and all his bowels gushed out. This became known to all the residents of Jerusalem, so that the field was called in their language Hecaldamia, that is, field of blood, for it is written in the book of Psalms. Let his homestead become desolate, and let there be no one to live in it. And let another take his position of overseer. So one of the men who had accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us to his resurrection. So they proposed two, Joseph called Ersabas, who was also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed and said, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in his ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. The psalm this morning is Psalm 68, verses 1 to 10. Let God rise up, let his enemies be scattered. Let those who hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melts before the fire, let the wicked perish before God. But let the righteous be joyful, let them exalt before God, let them be jubilant with joy. Sing to God, sing praises to his name, lift up a song to him who rides upon the clouds. His name is the Lord, be exultant before him. Father of orphans and protector of widows, in God is his holy habitation. God gives the desolate a home to live in. He leads out the prisoners to prosperity, but the rebellious live in a parched land. O God, when you went out before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, Selah. The earth quaked, the heavens poured down rain. At the presence of God, the God of Sinai. At the presence of God, the God of Israel. Rain in abundance, O God, you showered abroad. You restored your heritage when it languished. Your flock found a dwelling in it. In your goodness, O God, you provided for the needy. Our second reading today is from 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 to 19, and chapter 5, verses 6 to 11. Suffering as a Christian. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that is taking place among you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. 
but rejoice insofar you are sharing Christ's sufferings, so that you may also be glad and shout for joy when his glory is revealed. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory, which is the spirit of God, is resting on you. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, as a thief, a criminal, or even a mischief maker. Yet if any of you suffers as a Christian, do not consider it a disgrace, but glorify God because you bear his name. For the time has come for judgment to begin with the household of God. If it begins with us, what will be the end for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinners? Therefore, let those suffering in accordance with God's will be entrust themselves to a faithful creator while continuing to do good. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Discipline yourselves, keep alert. Like a roaring lion, your adversary, the devil, prowls around, looking for someone to devour. Resist him steadfast in your faith, for you know that your brothers and sisters in all the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. And after you have suffered for a little while with the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will in himself restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel is written in the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 17, beginning at the first verse. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you. Since you have given him authority over all flesh, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence, with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. For I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them and have come to know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name 
which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. The word of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. of all our hearts be now and always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, a fortnight ago we read Jesus' response to Philip that he who has seen the Son has seen the Father and that the Son is in the Father and the Father in the Son. In John 10, we read the words about which the Jews wanted to stone Jesus. I and the Father are one. And now this morning's Gospel reading contains the longest prayer of Jesus in the Bible, 
the high priestly prayer. When Jesus had spoken these words, what words? The words from the end of chapter 16. Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Then Jesus turned to his Father in what we know as the High Priestly Prayer. Father, Jesus said, the hour is come. What hour? The hour when Jesus' disciples would be scattered, each one to his own home, and would leave him to fend for himself. Yet, Jesus prayed this prayer for his disciples and for you. The hour had come. Jesus, who even before he suffered, had already received authority over all flesh, verse 2, would be arrested by a mob from the temple. His terrified disciples would flee for their lives, although Jesus reminded Peter that his father could easily have sent twelve legions of angels to his defense, should he ask him. Twelve legions, that's roughly 72,000, by the way. What for? So that he could e give eternal life to all whom God had given him, you included. To what purpose? That the Father should glorify the Son, in order that the Son may glorify the Father. Yes. Jesus glorified his heavenly Father your heavenly father by going to the cross so that by dying he could wash away your sins so that by rising again he could impute his righteousness to you and after ascending into heaven he could pour his spirit out upon his church When we look at this prayer just a little more deeply, an in-depth study of the High Priestly Prayer is the subject matter for more than just one Bible study, so we won't go there in the sermon. We see that Jesus ticks off a few things in the past tense. I have glorified you on earth. You will remember that six days previously at Bethany, when some Greeks were looking for Jesus, he had said, Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. Mission accomplished. I have accomplished the work that you gave me to do. Isaiah 55, My word shall not return to me empty, but shall accomplish that which I purpose, and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. The Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, John writes, and we beheld His glory, 
the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Mission accomplished. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me. In Psalm 22, verse 22, the Good Friday Psalm, we read, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. Mission accomplished. I have given them the words that you gave me. Mark 1, verse 15 comes to mind. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. During the space of three years, Jesus did just that, both in word and in deed. Mission accomplished. No one had an excuse. They had heard the gospel preached. No one had an excuse for rejecting Jesus. No one had an excuse for having him crucified. Not the Jews, not you, and not me. Jesus was praying for his disciples and he was praying for you. Because you too have received the words that God the Father gave him. Because you too have come to know in truth that Christ came from the Father. Because you too have come to believe that God the Father sent him. By dying on the cross, Jesus made an end to the enmity between you and God. I am praying for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. All that Christ had come to accomplish, he successfully completed. All that remained was that he should pay the ultimate price for your sins. And then he would, and he did, cry out, that Telestai, it is finished, it is done, mission accomplished. Now this past Thursday, we celebrated Ascension Day. So Jesus is no longer physically present in the world. But there was no way that Jesus would launch his church out into the world without first equipping her for the task. Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, he told his disciples in Matthew 10. So be wise as serpents and innocent 
as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in the synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. At Pentecost, Christ poured out His Spirit upon His church, so that He may be in you, and you in Him. The Son is in the Father, the Father is in the Son, and those who are in the Son bear the honorable title of Christians. And so our Heavenly Father keeps you in His name, just as Jesus had prayed. The name that He had given to Christ, so that His church may be one, even as Christ and the Father are one. Secular governments and false religions do everything in their power and will continue to do everything in their power to suppress the Word of God and to oppress those who belong to Him. So, yes, you are sent out as sheep among wolves. But your Savior, who prayed for you His high priestly prayer, continues to pray for you, and He will not stop praying for you until that glorious day in which He will welcome you with the words, Well done, true and faithful servant. Amen. Let us now confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Guard your people, O Lord, and grant us unity of faith and singleness of heart as we come to you in prayer. Lord, you have promised not to abandon your people, but to be with us always. Grant us grace to hear your word with faith and to keep what we hear and receive upon our lips in holy lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, you have delivered the saints from fiery trial and raised up the martyrs from the darkness of death to everlasting life. Give us courage, 
that we may give bold witness to the truth in our own day and proclaim Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, you have pledged to us your spirit and promised to supply your church with pastors who will preach and teach your word. Give us ears to hear and hearts to believe your word. Raise up those who will serve your church in generations to come, that we may never be without the aid of those to serve us in your name. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, you have power over all things and appoint an order on earth for the protection of the weak, the punishment of evildoers, and the encouragement of virtue. Bless Her Majesty, Queen Elizabeth, our Sovereign, Julie Payette, our Governor-General, Justin Trudeau, our Prime Minister, the Senate and the House of Commons, Scott Moe, our Premier, and the Saskatchewan Legislative Assembly, and all who make, administer, and judge our laws. Give them wisdom for the challenges of our times and preserve them from self-serving concerns. Give us grace that we may honour the gift of liberty and be good citizens and neighbours to all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, you have compassion upon all who suffer. Give grace to the sick, to those with mental illness, to the dying in the last hours, and to those who grieve. Hear us especially for those we name in our hearts before you. Grant them patience in their afflictions and deliver them according to your gracious will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, you are the source of all wisdom and knowledge. Bless those who teach, those who learn, and especially those who graduate this year under uniquely difficult circumstances. Be the hope of those whose plans have been disappointed and grant that all graduates would find good employment. Guide them in the pursuit of your word and truth to live honourable lives in worthy vocations, that in all things you may be glorified. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, you have daily and richly supplied us with all things for this body and life. Give us grateful hearts that we may receive your gifts with thanksgiving and bring to you our tithes and offerings. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we rejoice in the Saviour's promise to guard the people who wear your name by baptism and faith. Until we are with you in your presence forevermore, guard us against the devil who prowls about like a roaring lion, seeking those whom we might devour. Grant us the power to resist him and trust in you without fear. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forevermore. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. 
Amen.